Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The Rangers lose to the Buffalo Sabres 5-1. to And the big thing coming out of this game is that Capo Caco looks to have appeared probably a serious injury, a leg injury, got bent in an awkward direction uh, on a play uh, behind the net in the second period, behind the, who is it, the Sabre Ranger net? That doesn't matter, but Caco... Uh, could not put any weight on his leg. We'll find out more tomorrow. I would expect this to be, I mean, to me, it's a matter of is this season ending or is this, you know, a, a, like a month or two. And, you know, again, don't want to speculate on that too much, but that, you know, this has been a rough season for Kako, and this is just the, cher- the cherry on top. He, what are his numbers? I mean, the numbers are not pretty, Um what is it? Two goals and what is it? Yeah, two goals and an assist in twenty games. Plus one. Yeah, obviously not good. And you know, Filipino, I think coming back would have helped him in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, just feel really bad for him. And we'll see what happens with that. And Adam Fox is likely to return next game versus Detroit. So what's going to happen roster wise now will be interesting because he'll come off long term IR. Does Kako now go on long-term IR? It depends on how bad this injury is. And I'm wondering what where that leaves the Rangers. If they have the cap room to do it, they'll have to call up a forward. And, you know, we've seen Johnny Brodzinski be that first call-up. So, you know, it could be him. But maybe there's a world in which they go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen if they are kind of in a cap crunch. Um, again... Not sure what they'll do because Connor Mackey has been like kind of the lone healthy scratch. And I, I suppose that, um, let me think about it for a second. Sorry. Yeah. Mackey wouldn't be involved in that anyway. If Fox returned, all it would do. And, and I guess it kind of, to me, I don't know. We'll see. Like it would mean that Zach Jones would stay in the lineup is what would, it would essentially be Fox replacing Kako. But again, I think the more likely thing is that they'll probably call up a forward, but some good news, bad news, right? Where Adam Fox coming back is really, even though I think the, the Rangers went like maybe seven, two and one without him, they could really use him coming back. And now this kind of further weakens the right wing position for the Rangers. It wasn't good to begin with. And I know Kako was not good in these 20, you know, I, I think that's fair to go as far as to say that he wasn't good in these first 20 games. Like you, you need a lot more from him. Um, you know, he's, I would, I would consider Kako as defensively responsible. I think we can all agree to that, but he needs to provide offense and he hasn't done so. But with that all said, the Rangers still sit at 15-4-1. So wish him well. Um, Depending on how that diagnosis goes down, I'll further discuss the Kako injury, but, you know, I've spoke about it a good amount here. So um, that happened. Now, discussing the game. This was a total letdown spot for the Rangers. I said it last episode uh, after the Bruin game that if there's a time that they may not come through here. It's this one. And that's kind of what happened. And the Sabres were coming off of. Now, I didn't say this last episode because the Sabre game hadn't happened yet. They ended up getting crushed by the Devils like 7-2. So you add all those things up and it kind of had the makings of what played out. Um, the Rangers got off to a bad start, kind of picked it up in the second period, gave them a back-breaking goal late in the second you know, made it interesting in the third, but but also didn't particularly play a great third period either, I would say. Um, so, you know, the Rangers who beat the Sabres on opening night, 5-1, to one, 
the Sabres returned the favor with a 5-1 loss at MSG. And the Rangers, I think that snapped like a 14-game point streak versus Buffalo. The Rangers have had good success versus the Sabres for the last few years. But today, or tonight, that wasn't the case. So now next game is home against Detroit, who they played recently and beat. And Detroit is playing well lately. Um, but I am confident that the Rangers will, you know, will play a, a good game. I'm not saying they're going to win, but, you know, Laviolette wasn't happy, and, and, and nor should he have been. This was a, a pretty bad effort. Uh, and you don't want to make excuses, but you could just see it coming. Again, like, they had been on such a tear, and it all kind of had the makings for what played out. So, Lukanen was in net for the Sabres, and he was really good. Like, he was very, very sharp, made a great save on Jimmy Vesey in the third. Uh, when the Rangers were down 2-0, Vesey had a wide-open net. You can't blame Vesey. He elevates the puck. Now, you wish he didn't elevate the puck, but he doesn't know that in that situation. And it goes off of the paddle of Lukanen. Uh, so, I thought he was really strong for Buffalo. And, you know, Alex Tuck gets a couple of goals for the Sabres. Uh, Casey Middlestad. He had an empty net goal and a couple of assists as well. He played well. So, you know... Uh, it's funny, the Rangers' losses this season have not really been to the great, the best teams. The only team I would say is, is, is upper echelon that they lost to was Dallas. But as things stand, and it, you know, and it's interesting, right? Things do change. Nashville is doing better lately. But, you know, you, you lost home against Nashville, home against Buffalo at Columbus. Like it's, it's just interesting that the losses that they've had have kind of not been to the best teams in the league. That said... You know, there's really no, I'm, there's no point I'm making, just kind of bringing it up. Um, and look, like the Bruins tonight, for example, they lost handily to the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Bruins are struggling. So these things are going to happen. Um, and you just hope that, for me, I hope that they can come back and, and play a good game against Detroit in a couple nights. Uh, continue the streak of, the Rangers have not lost two in a row all season. I know that streak will eventually end. It's... Uh, preposterous to think that that will last the whole season, but you just, you know, I, I feel with the track record that this team has shown this year, they will be ready to go. Laviolette will have them ready to go versus Detroit. So this game, R Sabres, Rangers, Lukanen versus Shostarkin. And I feel bad for Igor because the stat line ends up being pretty bad. And he was pretty pissed off, you know, leaving the ice. And I think in part was because the Rangers kind of gave up. The Rangers gave up a late goal after the Sabres scored an empty net goal to make it a three-goal game. Then the Sabres scored with seven seconds left in the game. So I think Igor was kind of, I think like that was frustration at his teammates. It was like for kind of giving up. And so his stat line of the night ends up being a lot worse than it should have been. To me, I can't blame him for any of the goals. Maybe the only one you want to give him a little bit of, uh, of you know, uh, of grief for maybe is the second tuck goal that gave the Sabres a 3-1 lead, but that was also soft defensive play by Keandre Miller on that sequence. So let's see here. Rangers get a power play to start out. Alex Tuck hooks uh, Ryan Lingard at 8-26, but the power play does not score for the Rangers. And as far as special teams is concerned, another good night for the Rangers. They, their one goal was a power play goal. They killed off both Sabre penalties. So the, the special teams was good. The Rangers' faceoffs was ridiculously good. I think they went 15-0 in the second period and yet came out of that period. Uh, they they lost the period 1-0. That's where, as, as happy as I am with the faceoffs, and I do think that's a good, a really important good improvement, it doesn't necessarily... Um, 
you know, reflect like wins and losses. Because I've seen teams well at the top of the faceoff uh, ranks, and they're not good teams. On the flip side, I've seen some of the best teams in the league be bad. So, you know, you, you take it with a grain of salt. But they that penalty is killed uh, by the Sabres. And then at 11.41, J.J. Paterka scores his ninth goal of the season from Olafson and Power. And Paterka's a bit of a Ranger killer. I think that they said he's got a four-game goal streak versus the Rangers, and he was buzzing all night long. This was a play, not a great... Uh, Lindgren and Gustafson, the fourth line was on for the first two goals against, by the way. Um, but yeah, this was kind of a Lindgren with not a great pass. Gustafson also with not a great shift and it eventually leads to a goal. So again, that's why it'll be good to have Fox back in there. As good as they have been to move Gustafson down to third pair and to get Fox in there with Lindgren, it just it makes the whole thing a lot better. It just does. So it's one of the Buffalo. Then at 18-20, uh, Samuelson hook, uh, holds Strocek, but the Rangers don't score on that power play either. We go to the second period. And in the second, at so the Rangers, I thought the second period was definitely an improvement from the first. The shots on goal to me are mis... I'm not even going to say them because I think they're misleading. First period, I thought the Rangers were lucky to come out of that with only allowing one goal. It's not as if the Rangers didn't get chances, but just defensively. I let wait, and, and Igor kept them in it as far as I was concerned. Second period, at 4.15, too many men on the ice. Another really bad too many men on the ice. How many times am I going to say this? They got to be leading the league in, in, in this penalty, and this has got to be corrected. It's got to be corrected. Luckily, the penalty kill kills it off because that's what they've done. Um, but yeah, like I'm sure Laviolette cannot be happy about that. Rangers had a lot of chances in the second. They did. I should also mention in the first period this, that... Before the Paterka goal, and I guess after that first penalty was killed, the tuck hooking, there was a goal that did not count. That maybe should have. Blake Wheeler appeared to have scored, but they they ruled it a hand pass as it went off of Will Cooley. I don't know. I don't I mean, I don't have a strong opinion on that, but it didn't seem that egregious. Like, I'm sure, you know, it kind of ricocheted, maybe it looked like off his like the back of his hand or maybe his elbow. I mean, but the problem with that is the play was ruled dead on the ice. So, like, it wasn't reviewable. So I'm not sure what, which is unfortunate. Like, once they make that call, doesn't matter. So no goal for the Rangers there. But in the second period, you know, after the Rangers had a lot of chances to tie it, eventually the Sabres, they're really a backbreaker goal. At 19.33 of the second, so less than 30 seconds left in the second, Alex Tuck scores his seventh goal of the season from Middlestad and Darlene. So the fourth line was on for this goal, um, and they were swarming the Rangers at that point, and they eventually got the goal. And the Miller-Truba pair was on. Didn't like what I saw specifically from Keandre Miller tonight. Truba to a I, I thought, yeah, I, I kind of thought... The top four defense, which is normally really good, didn't think that they had their A game tonight. Whether that be Miller Truba or Lindgren Gustafson, I thought that they were not great. Um, but that makes it, you know, I think Buffalo going to the third. And at, this is when things get really bad from an officiating standpoint. At 543, Tyler Pitlick is called for interfering with J.J. Paterka. A horrible call, and the fans let the refs have it. Uh, just a really, really bad call. Rangers kill it off. Then, there's a makeup call. Zach Benson cross-checks, ir ironically or unironically, Pitlick, and it wasn't, but it's a makeup call. 
And so the Rangers get a power play, and immediately off the faceoff, they score. Zibanejad scores his fifth goal of the season from Gustafson and Panarin. So it was the vintage Zibanejad one time in that left circle goal. So the Rangers finally get on the board, make it 2-1. They start, they, they, they gain momentum from that. I, I actually didn't love Mika's game tonight, especially early on, but he does get that power play goal, makes it 2-1. And then from there, and, and like before the Mika goal was the VZ rob robbery. But yeah, after the Zibanejad goal, the Sabres really locked in. Right, so I thought the Rangers, who should have picked up some momentum from that, really didn't. Buffalo kind of, you know, give them credit. They locked in. And then at 15-31, the dagger happens as Alex Tuck scores again. His eighth goal of the season from Middlestad and Power. Uh, makes it 3-1 with less than five minutes to go. And Keandre Miller just wasn't strong. I mean, just a kind of a weak, weak on the puck. I, I didn't like that shift from him. I, I mean, again, and this is, look, this is the inconsistencies that happen. Not going to go crazy. Again, the Rangers are, are, have the best record and best points percentage in the league, so not going to make a big deal about it. But, you know, it's certainly not a great game from them. And then an empty net goal at 18-29. Middlestad from Skinner makes it 4-1. And then to make matters a little bit worse, at 1953, again, the Rangers kind of gave up. Ogpozo scores his third goal from Yoki, Haru, and Olofsson. And so Buffalo wins it 5-1. to The Rangers' win streak is snapped at, what was it, 4? Pittsburgh, no, or 3 maybe. Pittsburgh, Philly, Boston, 3. But yeah, just the overall, you know, overall they've been playing very well of late. And you figure that this might happen. So now Detroit is next. And again, that's a rematch uh, from a few weeks ago where the Rangers played a really good game. The first two periods, Rangers dominated. So, look, Buffalo kind of got their revenge. Detroit's going to be hungry, right? But Detroit's playing well lately. But I, I do come in with a little bit of confidence it it coming up in this game here, home against the Red Wings. I do think maybe you can't guarantee a win, but I think that it'll be a much better performance. They've responded uh, you know, through the first 20 games, they have really done a nice job of being able to win after not looking good the previous game. But again, Capo Caco, what is that injury going to look like? It didn't look good. It, it you know, it looked like his his ankle was kind of just bent in the wrong direction. Doesn't mean he's like done for the season, but I think that you know, on the range of outcomes here, I got to think that that is possible. Right, I, I gotta think it is, but I'm hoping that it's more so maybe one to two month injury. Right, like that would not be terrible. And you know, he recovers, he resets, and then when he comes back, it's a fresh start. Get you know, like the first half of the season was uh, just not good. Put it in the past. Gets healthy, and that's you know sort of the optimistic lens of it. But it may not go down that way. So again. Rangers lose 5-1 to of the Sabres at MSG. Capo Caco gets hurt. And Adam Fox should be back, likely, for the next game the Rangers play, which will be Wednesday night, home against the Detroit Red Wings.